0: Yo, what's up, everyone? This is your boy, Addy Net, and you are watching or listening to M-L-O. That was pretty good. I like that. But I didn't Ooh. introduce you, Casey. Yeah. Sorry. With your main man. Casey Carpenter. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Good to be back. It's been a while.
1: I uh, no, I mean, for you know, listeners and viewers out there. Is that a back song? It's been a while since I've been... Is that Nickelback? I don't, know. Learn. I, don't, I don't even know the words. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, but hey, back in it, I mean, you know, last time we were talking to you guys, it was kind of June time. We're here now in July, right? And summer
0: action, right? Yeah, we're going to do a little a little kind of up-to-speed episode, Let you know what's going on in the market. Is it a seller's market, a buyer's market, a neutral market? Where are we at? What deals are actually closing? Because... To your surprise, there are transactions going through. There really are. So
1: yeah, and I'm sure I'm down. sure they're getting you're getting and hearing all the neighbor feedback and the river run talk and all that kind of stuff. Of hey, rates are high, nobody's buying this and that. But like Addy's saying, there's transactions still happening. We have plenty of clients going into contract at different price yeah. points and different loans and.
0: I think, you know, there's probably two or three main drivers of someone that's actually going to be purchasing a home right now. Number one, I've actually, this is up in my rankings. Um, This particular reason is politics right now. So you are seeing a lot of government changes in particular states, uh, California and Washington right now. So like I just saw on the news, Washington's proposing a per mile driving tax on all residences no way that's frustrating the heck out of a lot of washington uh, residents there's also like a child protective care where the government can take custody of children um then there's a gun safety i believe of a gun safety law up in washington but those three things have been highlighters for me of people saying hey i want to get out of washington they're either wanting to come to oregon or idaho is the most popular
1: yeah yeah and we're we're in election time period right so you are seeing like the running start happening and everyone kind of you know put their politics out there and stuff and we saw this back remember too and like when we had kind of all the you know chaos going on downtown and all the politics in portland and and the riots and all the kind of damages that we saw a ton of people come leaving you know oregon going to idaho going to that stuff
0: that is very common And i mean i'm seeing more kind of I don't want to turn this into, like, Meet the Nation News Press Sunday, you know? (laughs) CBA News with Casey and Annie. We don't really have political standpoints. I think in our, like, um, profession, we really have to be the middle person and a listener. Yeah. Um, But that being said, you know, the Portland area is obviously attracts more um, liberal mindsets. And then you're seeing, like, the Boise market, a more conservative, traditional value type of – migration if you will yeah and then california is a story of its own i mean it's super expensive we all know that heavily taxed on both sale income and then local laws that are passing and i know right now san francisco and the bay area particularly is struggling on keeping up with the improvements of the unhoused and the drug issues when you're actually seeing portland right now trending into a better uh direction so and you can see that and kind of Yeah, as you're going
1: through the city and stuff like that. I mean, in some areas, you're just seeing it start to clean up and everything. And uh, I mean, you know, we've gone through our own issues. So, yeah, it's good to see kind of those things turn around and um, kind of, you know, with it, you know, with the market, guys, it's like there's things going on that are still driving activity of either purchasing, relocating or moving. You know, the politics are coming up next year is an election year um so that's probably gonna have an effect on probably where interest rates go sure um so that then again will affect the home market so um you know politics actually do drive it even if it's from a local politics standpoint where it's like
0: just your local senator or governor mm-hmm. are changing seats right yeah and another point to i want to add uh I just had this conversation with a client is inventory levels? Someone's was like, oh, inventory levels are, are low. And I was explaining to this, this nice guy, we were having a good conversation. I was like, look, even in 2020, 2021, when rates are in the 2%, we were still having inventory level issues. People were complaining, especially agents. Oh my gosh, we just there's not enough houses, not enough inventory. Well, particularly in the Pacific Northwest, there's always going to be inventory issues. There's just not a lot of land and they don't build homes quick enough the Portland Metro is not a big area. Um, so I don't want people to confuse the fact that, oh, there's just not a lot of inventory because of whatever. There's always inventory issues.
1: yeah. But is.
0: a big driver on why less sellers on the market is because they don't want to make the lateral move into a higher mortgage payment because they're set at that low rate and the payment's so low yeah. there might not be an equity position so i think there's big opportunity in the new construction world because builders are very versed with inventory levels the current market conditions closing costs and that would be the direction i would go Yeah. um but <laughs> i just i just don't think i think that's a lazy answer to be like oh inventory is so low like yeah because it's always been there we've always
1: had these inventory issues and i mean they're not building houses to the amount of people we are having or bringing into this world like, yeah that's just f- facts totally right so it's like uh any location too like Addy made a good point um you know with inventory things up here like we're not like a flat land state by any means you know like we have a lot of geographic uh Kind of elements to our state yeah. so like a lot of the homes sometimes in the portland area are built on stilts on hills and stuff like that uh it's 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 a different layout so and land is always the most challenging point right because you, know, like, you have to bring this land in it's not just lands up for grabs and you can just build on it right away it's got to be brought into the county and then it's got to be voted on and then mm. someone they got a bid on it and a builder's got to get it so like it's a process to get these homes in there
0: yeah
1: um So inventory will kind of always be an issue, I think, and hang around there.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's always just an issue. It is nationally, it always has been. We don't have enough. Um, Let's also talk about um I'm blanking really quick. I Had a good one and I just paused on it. Well Oh, there it is. Cost of living. Yeah. So a lot of people moving, they like California is an easy example because it's just so expensive, right? They can't afford to live there, even rents are still really high. Another market, um, Austin, Texas that is exploded as of late, but hearing a lot of people telling me about uh, property tax is just going through the roof, not only in Austin, but different parts of of Texas, which they don't have income tax, but they really grind home on those property property, In
1: Austin, you're saying?
0: Just Texas in general, the state, but Austin was the call I had. Yeah, well, and I can see Austin because Austin's become like this,
1: like like people have turned it into now, this popular, popular yeah. area of Texas, right? I mean, um, you have a lot of celebrities, a lot of just people moving there in general. It's not like a, a lot lot of the, uh, It's the... uh yeah. It's like the mini California of, of Texas right now.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, it's crazy the expansion they've made, but um, it takes dollars to maintain that big of an expansion. And in that particular state, uh, property taxes are massively increasing at a rapid rate. So a lot of stories on that in different areas where people are like, I just, you know, wanna go somewhere with a lower cost of living. Yeah. Um, the next conversation too is this whole, well, hey, I want to move because of some of these reasons, right? Um, It might be work-related, getting transferred, or they have remote work and they want to come out to the Pacific Northwest for a lifestyle change, right? Rather than being in the Midwest or um, Texas or heavy weather areas. Any of those reasons, I've heard them all. Um, But they don't want to sell their home because (laughs) they have an incredible interest rate on it. So a lot of discussions as of late of what it takes to rent out that home and still have the debt to income ratio ability to get approved for another home. Yeah. So quick banger out there for everyone, tip is uh, if you execute a 12 month lease agreement, you can actually get 75% of that agreed upon rent amount um, added toward the liability of your mortgage payment to hopefully reduce it to a net zero. Now it can't be inflated or exceed the payment to add extra you know, right, sprinkles right, on the right. cupcake, but that's the most common way um, to allow full buying power on the new one. The next issue, it's a huge, a lot of conversations about, well, where do I get the money? Because if you're not selling, right, you're gonna rent, Now you don't have the profits on the sale. From the sale, right, right, right. So what do you do, right? So I'm just having a lot of these different conversations of, well, if, if you still have it as your primary residence, number one option, not a big fan of it, but it's an option you could execute a home equity line of credit and extract those funds. And the reason why you'd wanna do that, there's pros and cons to it. You don't have to refinance. A cash out refinance makes you restructure the entire term. You lose that huge benefit that you were trying to avoid to lose the whole place. Low rate probably. All that. So home equity lines of credit, a lot of them are variable. That's one thing to know. So they can shift with the market. There are some fixed ones like 10, 15, 20 year fix. One thing I've noticed is banks aren't really doing home equity lines of credit on investment or secondary prop- yeah, properties yeah. right now. The banks are really trying to clean up their portfolios, if you will. Yep. So you would need to do that before you move to stay compliant of the status of, of your home. So that's one way to do it. Then another idea that I've been working with a lot of clients on is, if you have a brokerage account with a financial advisor and investor, you could leverage your vested amount um, to get a personal loan off of that with a repayment schedule. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Yep. Love that because typically it's zero to low interest rate. Yep. Second. You're taking
1: a loan from yourself and just repaying yourself. Yeah, and it's
0: the same thing you can do with an IRA or a 401k. We've seen loans close in that matter. And what's great about that approach is it's a loan from from yourself. So the minimum payments to pay it back don't hit your analyzation of what you can get pre-approved for on the new home. And then what I would do is if you can cash flow from the rental... Take the the overflow or the cash flow from it and throw it at the payment, so you can accelerate the payback schedule payback and get in. So yeah. these are like, this is why it's super important to work with people that like can think outside of the box right now and really think in your best interest. No pun intended, right? Like, we yeah. want you to get into home, but we're not going to send you a loan shark in a back alley and be like, hey, go talk to Uncle Sam; he'll hit you up with a loan at four, you know, twenty four percent or whatever. Well, that's what we're seeing, too. Like, when we said people are still
1: buying, guys, it's um, everyone's scenario is different. And really, I mean, these days, you need to be an advisor with the client from the mortgage standpoint because it's different. The concepts are different. The strategies are different. Some clients really need... um, They have the money for the down payment, but they don't have closing costs. So you've Mm -hmm. got to strategize to when they write that offer, see if the seller could pay for those closing costs. And then, you know, some clients are... payment sensitive or need to have a certain payment um, just for qualifying. So mm-hmm. maybe you're negotiating the seller credits to pay the rate down. Um, but then you have clients like situations where um, I had one recently that, you know, did a, a renovation on a home and they were going to go sell it. Um, and, you know, we were discussing doing cash out refinance and paying off debts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, or maybe just doing a rate and term or, Maybe just selling it all in general and then getting another investment property. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's not just like, oh, you need this. Well, here it is. It's here's options because that's (laughs) that plan that you're trying to do as a buyer, investment, primary home, whatever loan you're doing. It's different for everybody. So, and there's going to be different routes or paths or options that you can take. So, that's why working with me and Addie, we're going to present all those for you. And then you know, okay, this is how you want to proceed with this certain transaction.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Such, I love that you brought that up. It's just a lot of different creative thinking right now. Yeah. You know? Y- and yeah, a, that's the word. Yeah. And a lot of like uh just kind of educating. And like we're not financial advisors, obviously. Like I'm my own financial advisor. We're not tax accountants. I but I always try to think of like you know, one note I made is like if you have parked money, like you're saving up for a down payment, like my approach and i always explain this to people number one if you've got credit card balances you're paying huge interest on that guys 24 to 34 percent right now do not harbor uh savings thinking you're doing a great job if you're still carrying balances at the end of the day that's not the right use of money but if you're, you know, out of debt, paid it all off, and you have parked money, take advantage of high-interest-yielding savings accounts. I said this on the last episode we did. Um, they're offering, I've seen, four up to 5.99%. That's insane. That's, that's killer, killer. Because, so I, like,
1: like, I mean, honestly, your savings account at your credit union, your bank, wherever you're at right now is like $1.
0: I mean, it's almost Maybe to the point too. on some of those lines of Maybe. credit, but Maybe. Casey, it's almost to like some of those lines of credit I was kind of 1%. Oh, my credit union is going to offer me, you know, five and a half percent on this home equity line of credit, right? Well, if you can get a 5.5% yielding APR or APY on a savings account, you literally have a free loan in the sense of you're not paying interest, if you extract all that money and put it into the same interest rate yielding and pay off the fee. That yeah, yeah. Pay. So it it's a really rare time that you're seeing those accounts be super high and they won't last forever. And I, I was just explaining that as like, we, if we're waiting, if you're waiting for the right home or waiting for the right time, at least have that parked money working for you um, so that you can take advantage of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, gosh, that's, and you're seeing it, I mean, almost, Quarterly, now we've seen those kind of creep up and get higher. Yeah. Those yield savings. So that's, that's, I money. think those
0: are, those are really good tips.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, other part too, is, you know, different transactions, guys. So we're seeing still like VA transactions going. I just had VA loan oh, closed yeah. last year. That was week. our last thing. Yeah. Um, it was great purchase. Honestly, got it was a four seventy five purchase with zero percent down and fifteen k seller credit to cover the closing costs, and we bought the rate down a little bit. Um, first time home buyer, super stoked. Um, everything went through perfect. Kind of one of those transactions, but at the very beginning, talking to the agent, a lot of the yeah. pushback, even with the client guys, is, "Well, how are we going to get a zero percent down?" offer accepted in this competitive market how would we have any chance at 475 we don't have the down payment and we don't have closing costs they had some money but we wanted to keep it for payments or maybe inspections anything they were going to do you know they had like eight or 10k but we just wanted to keep that yeah you
0: want post-close savings yeah post-close
1: savings but still that's asking a lot um the way we were able to get that done is a clean pre-approval letter. Did the proper due diligence I should do as an advisor to make sure he should yeah. be he should be approved, and then uh, when we submitted that offer, I just I called that listing agent right away as me and Addie do for all of our clients, um, and I just explained the situation of the offer. Um, solid client. He is actually a, a doctor, um, just finished up and just starting. Um, low end, but still uh, great credit. And the only reason we weren't putting Uh, money downs because he's a veteran and he's actively deserves to use his right of zero percent down because he fought for the country and then um you know closing costs i explained that we're just trying to keep some money on hand for inspections and stuff absolutely um and that listing agent and the sellers you know loved it and our offer was accepted so that's how that type of scenario can still get accepted out there and then Um, Another one was, you know, I just had a client get into contract down in the Salem area at Mm $350,000. You know, and it's just a a little FHA, 3.5% down, Mm first-time home buyer, um, 10K seller credit for the closing costs, and we were able to get that into contract. Same, you know, scenario applied. I called, I explained everything, but Mm -hmm. um, the reason I'm talking about that to you guys is that It's not just, hey, 700,000 purchases out there with 100 grand down or cash or happening. Transactions still for a first-time home buyer Mm -hmm. or zero down are still happening. You just need to have the right people on your side.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought that up. And I can't believe I almost forgot about the, the VA because if you are I mean, a veteran, yeah. this is a wonderful time to be in a market of which you have a high probability of getting your closing costs covered by sellers, saving you ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in most scenarios. That's freaking massive. And say you're not ready for that. And, you know, we always try to preach this. If you haven't started the process of applying for VA disability benefits, Mm. please go through it. Please, 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 because it can take two to eight months, depending on the complexity of your portfolio. And the outcome is huge. We just had, um, I, I made the suggestion to a client over a year ago. They have full 100% at 4,100 a month. And that is huge. That's a game changer. Wow. Their housing payment for the most of their life is gonna be covered. Not saying everyone would get that. Right,
1: right yeah. Mean, that's a but they, they
0: do not have any disability prior. It's huge. And then they went through the process yeah. 100%. Yeah, and now they're buying and now there's the perspective of like okay great we can use that money to afford a home and and invest in our family and turn things around um for all of us and that's massive and massive. there's other benefits too if you get 10% or more in the benefits you actually are exempt from the VA funding fee yeah and this is a fee that's 1.75 up to I think like 3 and change like yep. and that doesn't usually get explained to the veteran because it gets rolled into your loan balance. Yeah. Um, Some would call that a hidden fee. It's not. It's disclosed, but...
1: At 3% of $500,000, it's $15,000, guys. Massive, massive
0: dollars. And if you ever look to sell, you just... Are chipping away at that profit line. Right, so, right. yeah, veterans, get out there. If you are a legitimate FHA buyer, which, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of going that loan program, if you can build a strategy to stay away from it. But in some situations, that's the only option. That is the option. And I don't want to go down the road. You know, I get all hot and heavy. Off of those. But Sometimes if you are a legitimate, hey, I need to be FHA, I know the difference between conventional and FHA, I need to go this route. Now is another time because we went twenty seven months without FHA even being looked at as an offer. Like literally no buyer would ever I
1: know. know. Yeah. 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 And now they get accepted. So, yeah, yeah. Now they're accepted right there. Uh kind of rolling off of Addy too, you know, if you're a buyer just in general out there, because I've had a lot of clients. Do this and are still doing this, and you've heard us preach about it over and over, um, where the client, you know, has maybe started the loan process, done the application, or is is kind of engaged with having talks with their mortgage advisor, but they have not got pre-approved, and they are deciding that they want to wait until they find that yeah. perfect house in order to get pre-approved. The problem with that is those offers will have a deadline to be due by. They will come in from other um you know clients looking to purchase that house other buyers yeah. and you're gonna have to scramble and work to get your pre-approval done and you'll probably miss
0: out on the offer i love that you brought that up yeah. i just had this situation it happens it's frustrating well and what happens too is say you have a hyper sought after home and you're, this is the perfect home, Yeah, it is. right oh and yeah even if you give us a call on the weekend you know, we're going to answer and get it done However, competing offers will often be pre-underwritten, not just pre-approved, which is what I like to do as well. It doesn't even take that long. It takes, you know, a full business week at most, puttering along the process. But the sellers will look at your pre-approval as a lower-grade offer comparatively to a handful of other offers that are already through the underwriting process and can, can close in 10 to 18 days. So... I love that you brought that up because that's, that that's an excuse of like, Oh, I'm going to wait for the right home, but they don't have the d- numbers dialed in. They don't understand. They're not fully pre underwritten. And that actually is a factor that's being analyzed by sellers when they consider which one. That's to That's a take. good so, point.
1: And it can make you have a better strategy as a buyer. You yeah. can come in more competitive. If you're already pre underwritten, which is essentially taking your pre-approval and have an underwriter review that in the docs and approve you Just essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you can make a quicker close date offer. You can come in stronger with negotiations or yeah. stuff that works in your favor.
0: Makes a big difference. And yeah, I just love that you brought that up. Cause yeah, if you're waiting for the dream home, you're not the only one, like, So there's going to be a multiple offer situation on these perfect homes in your price point. It's not just the million dollar mansion or this blah, blah, blah. It's every price home does have a perfect home in that price where it's got the right location. It has a great backyard. It's in a good school district. The sellers really took care of the property that happens from the 300,000 level all the way up to the 2 million.
1: Yeah. And and I think, I think I'll approach it too. Like when I'm talking to clients, like, You know, when you're waiting for that dream home, that's fantastic, it's great, but so is that other person next to you. But that other person, while they're waiting, has already got themselves pre-approved and underwritten approved. So now they're already a step ahead of you. They're waiting too, and they're going to be waiting there, but then they can submit an offer right away while you now have to go through the financing.
0: Yeah, they're already on boardwalk of Monopoly yeah. board and you're in the, the fuchsia. Yeah, the fuchsia. <laughs> Is that the first color? I don't color? know, I liked it though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm glad we broke down some bullets. It was kind of a challenging pre-episode for us to be like, we can't just jump on here and be like, interest rates are still not incredible and blah, 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 blah. We don't want to be negative, but we want to give you points on like, who's closing real estate right now? How are they doing it? What are the unique approaches and yeah. service levels that we bring to the table? Um, and then some other ways to think about if you just aren't in a position, what you can do now. So,
1: And to let you know, homes are
0: still closing. Yeah, People th- are still buying. Yeah. I just got a refinance application. Things are going. Things happen. Well... That's our episode guys. So thanks for tuning in. We do appreciate it as always and never hesitate to reach out. If you're ever thinking about getting pre-approved, want to have a conversation about buying your home or your next home, whatever it might be, Casey and I really want to hear from you. So don't hesitate to call, text, email, whatever it might be. We got your back when it comes to mortgages. So till next time guys, we will Check catch you later. later. <laughs> catch your I, yes. God. I love it when we met, we would something else. Everywhere. Check you later. <laughs> catch so, you later. All right, nice job. Nice job.